Okay, hello and welcome to another video by Agent Davey from Pure Electric. Uh, in this video, I'm going to try and talk around entry routes into the industry via the traditional apprenticeship route. So I come across a lot of people online that don't think that they can take the pay drop to get into an apprenticeship or they don't, they're not sure what avenues are open to them or a lot of people uh, are in the same situation as what happened to me where you pay for the self-funded route and you do the 2365 or the 8202 um, in an evening class or a couple of days a week at college uh, but you're not aware that if you get a job in that time there is the opportunity to then transfer from that onto a, a proper apprenticeship. So one of the reasons that I've put this PowerPoint together that I'm going to show you in a minute is to try and show you the routes and how they run together. And then I'm going to talk about how there's a downside to self-funding, obviously with the payment you have to pay for yourself. Um, I'm going to talk about wages. Um, so people can sort of dispel the myths about what the wages actually are. And I'm going to use the JIB rate uh, to, to give you an idea of, of the increments. Um, I'm also going to talk about the employer incentive. Um, at the moment, it's currently about £3,000, and that's for 18, well, it might even be 16, so 16 to 24-year-olds, okay? Um, there's an employer incentive where the employer gets £3,000 for taking you on. Now, they don't get that all in one go. They get it in staged payment, okay? Otherwise, you know, that would be open to abuse. Um, but what was interesting is that uh, this week, well, 26th of February, uh, a report came out on FE Week, which I'm going to bring up for you, which talks about employer cash incentive is going to double to £3,000 for um, adult apprentices. So people over the age of 24, okay, uh, which at the moment is only about £1,500, I think. I think that's what it is, but we'll get to the, we'll get to the report in a second. But it's always worth looking into this because, you know, I think people are starting to realize that the apprenticeship is the best way into the industry um, and trying to close the door on the more domestic installer route um, because it, it doesn't come to the same level. You know, you do those routes, you don't become a qualified electrician. So I think that the powers that be, the gatekeepers, whoever they may be, are deciding that it might be a good idea to put some pressure on government to hopefully get people into the industry through these 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 uh, accepted routes so the full-time apprenticeship or the self-funded routes okay so which i'm going to talk you through so let me just share this with you um i've just put this together i'm using the tesp um routes into the electrical industry again same as what i did in my previous video so for those of you that haven't seen this before or seen me before i did a, a an hour-long video before which talked about things you need to know before you come into this industry okay um, because there's a lot of confusion out there um, about what actually makes an electrician and what qualifications and training can make you an electrician so I've done a separate video on that I suggest you watch it if you're thinking about coming into the industry but this is for people that are either looking to get into the industry or are already in the industry so there's a few things that I want you guys to, to think about while I'm doing this. I'll just bring that down there. Okay, so again, what is best for you? So what I've tried to do, let me just click on this and bring this down. I've tried to, oh, 
I've tried to sort of, how can I get rid of this? Can I hide that bar? How do I hide that bar? Hide floating, there we go. Right, let's go back. Okay, so. So what I've tried to do here is I've tried to put these two routes side by side. Okay, so one is the apprenticeship standard and the other is the self-funded. Now the self-funded is exactly the same route kind of as the, um, the people at college full-time, except they do two to three days a week full-time at college. Whereas a self-funded route, this could be one day a week or two days a week at college, or it could be in the evenings, which is what I did. I did Tuesday and Thursday evenings, okay, between six and 9 p.m. And it, it was easy, you know. It, it really isn't that difficult once you get into the habit of it. It's like going to the gym. Once you get into the habit of finishing work and going to the gym, this is exactly the same sort of principles, okay. You go there, you get mentally stimulated, your brain expands, you do lots of exercise, and you actually, it's quite enjoyable and something to look forward to after work. So I highly recommend it to people. So what we've got here on the left is the typical apprenticeship standard. And I've put them side by side so you guys can see that the self-funded route is longer. There's more to it, okay? So we'll start off here. Before you start, you have to be employed, okay? Your employer will sign a funding agreement and then it can take up to four years to complete if you're really slow with the portfolio. People that are on the portfolio from year one can get this done in, in three years. It really isn't a problem. You need to be supported by your college. Now, some of the things that I go into in the first year with, with our apprentices is we're already building in those behaviors for the portfolio. We're talking about it and I get them used to writing things out, building up that level of technical knowledge and talk to be able to fill out their portfolio. So we start doing that in the first year. Okay, so make sure your college is, is helping you to do that. Okay, it's not their responsibility to do your portfolio, it's yours, however, they can help you. Okay. Um, you do not pay for your training, which is a clear thing up here. When you're employed, you don't pay for your training and you will earn while you learn. Okay. And I can't stress how important, if you can get onto this route, this is the best route. Okay, because you're doing one day a week at college, learning the theory side of it, and then you're doing four days a week, putting that theory into practice, and you do that over three to four years. Okay, so you stand the best chance of retaining all that knowledge and being a highly qualified electrician at the end of it. Okay, and that's what this is all about. And then the CPD on from that is the 2396 qualification, which is the design course, and the 2391, which is the inspection testing course. And, you know, your CPD is easier to achieve. It's a small steps each time rather than a big leap, okay? So this is the best route by all accounts, if it works for you, I should add. Okay, now during this apprenticeship, while you're doing it, you'll build up the practical skills and knowledge both on the job and with a training provider. Across the four years, you'll gain the electro-technical apprenticeship level three, technical qualification, plus you'll be assessed on a wide range of performance criteria. Now, what it doesn't say there is while you're doing this apprenticeship standard, this is what you're doing. You're doing the level two city and guilds or EAL diploma. These qualifications are mapped out against this apprenticeship standard, okay? So while you're in this purple section over here at college for its three years, this is what you're doing. You're doing the level two and you're doing the level three, okay? And that will be things like health and safety. Um, it will be first year science. It will be first year practical. 
that could then move into second year practical. Uh, the unit 105, which is planning and overseeing work, being in charge of people, um, contracts, quotes, all the important thing, knowing your place in the industry is the way I look at it. It's a really nice little module, actually. I like that module. Uh, then you've got second year science. Then you've got a small design project that you have to design yourself and position, you know, accessories, choose the wiring containment, make it work by proving it using calculations. Okay, so then you gain knowledge of actually why you're installing, what you're installing, and how it all works, and how it's going to trip if there is a fault, which is, you know, it's, it's really good to see, really good to get that knowledge. Um, and then in the third year, it's test and inspection, fault finding, um, as I said, portfolio, finishing off a portfolio, and then you go into the AM2, okay, which is the endpoint assessment. It's not the end of your career, but it's the endpoint assessment. As David Watts, the Sparky Ninja, said in a recent uh, video, is that a lot of people, myself included, even though I didn't do the AM2, but they think they get to the end of the three years at college and that's it. And then I stagnated for the next 10 years. And it's the same as going to the gym. If you don't use that memory muscle, you know, and, and train it and keep, keep feeding it, you lose fitness and your knowledge deteriorates to purely what you do every day. And it can be very blinkered, okay? You, you can't think about what's going on around you so much. You know, you lose that level of detail. So what you need to do is you need to keep feeding your brain, keeping the trajectory upwards, because if you're not going forwards and upwards, you're going backwards and downwards. Um, so a lot of people think that the AM2 is the end of it. It's really not. You need to get that into your head. OK, this is a fast moving industry. New technologies are coming out all the time and we need to be constantly improving. OK, once you've done those level twos and level threes on this side, you then stop. Okay, you've got your level two, you've got your level three. If you want to progress any further and to become a qualified electrician, you need to find a job. Okay, and then you then build your NVQ. Whereas on the apprenticeship standard, you've already done all of that. You've done technical qualification two, three, and the NVQ all in this section here. And you go into the endpoint assessment at the end of three years. Okay. And then after, as soon as you pass that assessment, you are qualified. So this is by far the easiest route, if you can get it. With this route, again, if you're doing evenings, that's great. If, you're, if you get to level two, let's say you get, if a lot of people don't want to do this route because they feel that, um, well, sorry, let's, let's start that again. A lot of people don't want to do the apprenticeship standard because they feel like they can't take that pay cut in the first year. So the minimum wage, unless you're a JIB apprentice, is £4.15 an hour, which is which is low for anyone if you've got bills to pay. It's okay if you're living at home with your parents or living in a shed or something, that's no problem. But if you've got bills to pay and a family to support, unless you've got um, a partner that can support you while you train, it's not the easiest option. So a lot of people avoid going through this apprenticeship standard because they're worried about the pay cut. So here's something that I want to get through to people. What you can do, okay, is you can start, because these level twos and level threes are mapped out across to this apprenticeship standard, what you can do is you can start the first year in the evenings, okay, and get that level two out of the way in your first year, okay? You may even get onto level to three, depending on what training provider you're with. It's it's so complicated. I don't even want to get into it. But anyway, you can start here, get that first year out of the way, 
And then if you get employed and you've got a training, you've got a, um, an employer that will sign a, sign a funding agreement, you can then transfer from this self-funded route onto the apprenticeship, okay? And you won't even miss a beat. Everything, all the, everything from this uh, self-funded route will RPL over, so recognize prior learning because it's mapped out against this, it will just transfer over. Then the college can get the funding direct from the funding agency, everything continues like clockwork. Well, it should do if it's done properly, okay? Now, nobody ever explained that to me. Uh, and it was really annoying for me because for my three years at college, I was employed the whole time by an electrical contracting company that had a wide range of scope for jobs, domestic, commercial, industrial. I mean, we were working in Wandsworth Prison, we were putting in panels, we were doing everything you could possibly imagine. I could easily have transferred over, but nobody explained this to me. So I got to the end of the three years, still over here on the self-funded route, which I put myself through to make myself look more employable to an, a, a prospective employer. And then two weeks later, I got a job. I could have easily have just transferred this over to here, but nobody explained it, which is why I'm doing this video. I cannot stress it. It is important that you guys know that you can transfer from this self-funded route over to this apprenticeship route when the time is right for you. Okay. So my suggestion is get that first year out of the way where you're on £4.15 an hour. And then once you're in the second year, you can transfer over to this apprenticeship. And if you're over the age of 19, I think it is, um, and you have to check this for yourself, but the minimum wage for somebody over the age of 19 is £8.40 an hour, which makes it more manageable. Okay. I'll show you the JIB rates in a minute. So if you work for a JIB company, you can see the increments and see how it works out and see the progression. I think it's a great thing to be able to see. So back to the self-funded route, you're over here. If you don't manage to get a job in that time, you've done the level two, you've done the level three, you then need to get a job in the industry. Now, what some people do is they get jobs as electricians mates. Um, and I've heard of electrical improvers getting sort of 13, 15 pounds an hour. I haven't witnessed it myself, so I'm just going off secondhand information, but I'm told that the work is out there. Um, at that point, you can then build your, your portfolio if you're employed. Okay, because you've still got to be employed to, to fill it out because your employer has to sign the portfolio. Okay, so it's not quite as easy as you would like it to be. But then you build your portfolio. Once you've built your portfolio, and I can't stress enough how important the portfolio is. Don't pay somebody to do it for you. Don't buy photographs off the internet. Don't pay somebody to give you their portfolio. This portfolio is you proving to yourself and proving to somebody else that hasn't met you that you know what you're doing. If you don't do it yourself, you're cheating. And we all know how that feels. You know, I used to get computer cheats for computer games years ago, you know, back when I had a Commodore 64 or, or whatever it was that I had at the time. And I'd get the, low, you know, the, the gaming magazine, type the cheats in and complete the game in about an hour or so or a day or whatever. And then it just felt tasteless. It felt worthless because you know that you haven't earned it and you feel disappointed in yourself. So my suggestion again is do the MVQ properly and take it seriously. And then you know that you're up here and you won't have self-doubt okay? because you know you've got yourself there. Then you do your AM2, which is the assessment of competence, which is the minimum safe standard that anybody should be able to install to. OK, it's not difficult if you know what you're doing. If your training provider or your employer hasn't got you to a point where you can complete this, 
then you need to talk to them and find out why you didn't pass, okay? Because the responsibility to a large extent is on their shoulders. Uh, I would say it's 50-50. It's 50% it's your responsibility to read the books. You know, there's books like this, Guidance Notes Free, that you can read. Um, if you don't know testing, there's, there's loads of information out there, but equally your employers pay a large portion of that and the training providers as well, okay? So if you're not getting the best deal, you need to go back to them and ask what's going wrong, what's going on, what's happening, why have I not passed? Okay, so after this, let's say you're all qualified, uh, says here the level two and level three are sometimes offered as a combined package by training providers, but they will be certified separately. So you will get a separate, you know, um, level two, level three. So this is the JIB rate, because everybody wants to know how much they're going to get paid. After all, we go to work for money. However, don't make money your only incentive, okay? Because otherwise the money will never be enough. Learn to love this industry, learn to love this job, and you will never do a day's work in, in your life. You know, it will be an enjoyment, okay? And you'll feel pride about it. Uh, the money's a secondary thing for, for a lot of people, myself included. So if you're with a JIB company, stage one apprenticeship, you're on £5.24. That, you know, going to the second year, perhaps second stage two, seven seventy one, stage three, eleven seventeen, stage four, eleven eighty one. Then a trainee electrician, you could be on eleven ninety. Okay, gets a bit confusing these rates because then you've got trainee electrician up here thirteen forty seven. So these are electrical improvers. Again, I was talking about that electrical improver in the industry. You could come in at this sort of level after your two three years at college. Then you've got an ECS experience worker card holder or mature assessment card holder or a trainee electrician at stage three. So down here, you could be on as much as 1426 if transport's provided or own transport, 1435. Okay, so again, if you're an older apprentice, chances are you've got your own transport, stage one, £6.13. I mean, it's not much different, but it does make it more manageable, okay? And also, it does suggest that maybe going to work for a JIB registered company is the way to go because you can follow this route. You know where you are. You know how much you're going to get paid. There's none of this begging for money anymore or asking, is it right if I have a pay rise? These are the rates that are set out. They've got to follow this as far as I'm aware. OK, then you get up to an electrician. So once you're qualified and you've done that AM2, you can expect to be paid around this amount. 15 pounds, 16 pounds an hour. Okay, that's a reasonable amount of money for anyone to be earning after three years of training. Again, if you've gone down the um, diploma route, the, the self-funded route, okay, you might have to wait a bit of time to build up your portfolio. So you're gonna be down here for an extra year or so, or however long it takes you to build that portfolio, to get the AM2 done. An approved electrician, we're there on 1637 to 1727. Okay, and then supervisor, you're up here. Now, this is the 2020 rate from Monday the 6th of January. Okay, so the JIB rates for graded operatives and apprentices registered before Monday the 7th of January 2013. So we're, we're covered there. Over this side, we've got the London rate. So let me just move that more over here. These are the London rates, as you can see, slightly more. Um, 586 an hour, 865, saying almost not quite a pound, but almost a pound at level two, 
pound at level three, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit more expensive. Uh, sorry, a bit more, a bit better paid, should I say. Not massively, I've got to say. But two pounds, I guess an hour is not much to be sneezed at. Okay, so anyway, what I suggest is you guys look into this. It may be worth going for a JIB registered company if these are the kinds of wages that you're looking for. And like I say, at least it's, sta it's staged so you can see how much money you should be earning. Right, this is the FE week that I want to show you. I've just cut and paste this out of FE week. Um, this is a report done by Billy Camden um, on the 22nd of Feb uh, 26th of February 2021. So it is just come out. Employer cash incentives to double to £3,000 for adult incentives. So it was currently £1,500. Uh, they're now moving it up to £3,000 from April to September, I think it is, okay, of this year, which is fantastic. That's great news. And hopefully it stays there and more support is given to employers. Now, I've been an employer of an apprentice, and I can tell you for the first three months of any apprentice life, you are useless, okay? Uh, you take up a lot of time, you're, you're costly, you're expensive. By about six months, you're just about breaking even, in my opinion. Um, you know, a little bit, a little bit of knowledge can be dangerous. Um, sometimes you get a bit cocky, you make mistakes, they then end up costing money. Okay, so just bear that in mind. If you're making mistakes, that's costing money. Okay, so you want to get to a point where you're not making mistakes, you're making money constantly, and then you're worth more money. So, but I do feel that employers should get more help from the government, more support, because I was a one-man band and I found it difficult. Sometimes I was able to pay the apprentice, but I wasn't able to pay myself, or I was having to sort of scrap money from, you know, what's the, what's the expression? Taking money from Peter to pay Paul or something. But basically that's, that's how it was. I was moving money around to get the apprentice paid because sometimes contracts run on, et cetera. You know, things happen, life, life happens. Okay, so it is, it is difficult. Okay, so if you're interested in it, the website address is over here. So it's feweek.co.uk forward slash 2021, et cetera. It's there, I'll leave it up for, for this few seconds. Worth having a look, okay. Now, if you are looking at getting employment in the industry, what I suggest you do is you copy this into your application, your CV, and show that I've done my research. There is incentive out there to help us get a job and to help you as an employer take on apprentices and copy this in. Show them that incentive is there because a lot of employers, again, don't know what's available. They haven't got a clue especially the one-man bands, you know, they're in a bubble all by themselves. The only people they see are the wife and the kids in the morning, go out to work, do a day's work, see the other tradesmen on site, and then come back home. They don't see all this stuff popping up, okay? So it'd be well worth putting this into your CV or job application and showing that that incentive's there. Help them, okay? By helping an employer, you're then taking a vested interest in it, and they're then getting some free advice, free help, they can then look at you and think, well, this person obviously very keen. They know what it's all about. They're, they can see the vision for my business and they want to make it as easy for me as possible. And they're more likely to take you on. OK, so try and work with your employer. OK, um, so pros and cons. Now, these aren't the definitive pros and cons. OK, the, this, the, I'm sure there's more to it. I've done my best to think of the, the ones that spring to mind. OK, so I've made pros green. 
cons read. Let's start with the apprenticeship. So first pro can be fully paid for by government funding. If it isn't fully paid for, I think there's like a um, sliding scale where depending on age and other various things that sometimes your employer has to pay in. Now, again, if you apply with a big contractor, they have like an apprenticeship levy they have to pay every year. And if they don't use it, they lose it. Okay, so a lot of bigger companies look to take on apprentices, look to do training because they're paying into it anyway. Okay, so it's well worth maybe looking at bigger companies. Okay. Employer can currently receive up to £3,000. Okay. And that may be increasing. So, again, if you're over 24, I think it was, it's £1,500, but that could be increasing to £3,000. And if you're lower than um, 24, I think it was going to increase from, increase from £3,000 to £4,000, something like that. But look at that FE week, it explains it all. The apprenticeship can be completed in three years, and that includes the portfolio and the AM2. Now, to give you an idea of cost, which I'll come on to the self-funded group, the portfolio by itself can cost you a thousand pounds plus a year to 18 months, getting all that together, okay? And the AM2 is about 900 pounds. So again, if you do the apprenticeship, you're getting all that paid for, but you haven't, you haven't had to pay out for it. So that's why, you only start off on £4.15 an hour because you're getting so much more than the other route. Okay, so if you can do this route, I can't stress it enough, do this route. Training's provided, you know. Traditionally, it is aimed at school leavers. Okay, but things might be changing and I hope they do. Okay, because this would then help cut out the other routes into the industry, which are further muddying the water and destroying electricians' wages. <clears throat> or potentially destroying electricians' wages. That's my opinion. I haven't got any proof of that, but I should put that in. Okay, so fully qualified electrician on completion. So once you've done your three years and you've done that portfolio and AM2, all in that three years, complete, completed, you are now an electrician. In the eyes of the industry, you are at the best. You are the creme de la creme at the top. No one can take that away from you, okay? It's one day a week at college four days a week learning the trade, which I think is a great way of doing it. All training and PPE paid for by the employer. Now, some employers do pay for tools as well. You may even get your, your, uh, your fuel paid for you if you're using a work transport, something like that. There are other benefits to it, all depending on the employer that you've got. Okay, what, pro, what cons have we got? So if an older apprentice uh, employer may have to pay towards training that could be off-putting for a smaller company but again if you're with a bigger company it won't make any odds to them again a bigger company they're more likely to appreciate somebody that's been around the block a bit got common sense um, knows that this is real life and wants to earn a, a day's wage not just hoping to get paid some money for the weekend you know so a lot of employers do look for older apprentices you'd be surprised because um, a lot of, you know, once you've been in the, uh, working for your life, you, you know what it's all about. Whereas a 16 year old probably doesn't. It is low wages to start. There's no way around it. But like I said, for the first three months of your career as an electrician, you will be useless. I mean, pushing the broom around, tidying up, making teas, tidying the van, getting floorboards up. You're not really going to be earning a lot of money. But what I do suggest is remember, you're getting so much paid for your portfolio, your AM2, all your training, your PPE, everything's paid for, 
okay? It isn't ideal for career changes. So people that have responsibilities and need that wage coming in, it's, it's not ideal. Now I have given you a workaround for that. So I suggest you think about it, you know, get that first year out of the way, then come in on the second year as an in apprenticeship and you'll be a minimum wage, which is about £8.40 an hour. Competence and experience depend on the college training and company you work for. Now, with anything in life, there's people out there that give the best training and there's people out there that don't give any training. They literally, you know, you could be sent books in the post, told to read certain pages, no support, no help, no guidance, no, not even seeing a, a friendly face, you know. You get, you kind of get what you pay for in some instances as well. But if you don't, if you don't feel like you're getting the best training, don't be afraid to speak out about it. There's loads of people in the industry, myself included, the Sparky Ninja, um, Monty uh, Electrics, you know, does training. There's loads of people out there that are in the industry that want the best for training, okay? They want the best for you. So seek these people out, ask. There are loads of us that want to help you. We want to help improve the industry. We're here to support, okay? Sparky Ninja has a Facebook group for apprentices, you know, um, Sparky Ninja Apprentice Group, funnily enough, where you can get lots of information. So I suggest joining that. Okay, the self-funded route. The pros, it can be completed around existing commitments. So you can do it in the evening around your existing job. Um, so it is possible to do that. Appeals to career changes and over 24s for that reason, okay? But again, like I say to you, if you can, as soon as you can, get onto the apprenticeship because it will save you money in the long run. Evening courses are available. So that's what I did Tuesdays, Thursdays between six and nine. Costs around £800 a year, over two to three years, depending on the training provider. Okay. What I would say is don't shy away from a course that is slightly longer. So a three, uh, a three year course, because Again, I give this analogy all the time about pebble dashing a house. When, when we're teaching apprentices, we are, it's like pebble dashing a house. We're literally throwing information at you. Some of it will stick, most of it will drop on the floor. But the longer you're with us, the more we can pick that information back up again and keep throwing it back at you, the more will stick and we get a good coverage over a longer period of time. So when you leave that course, your, your knowledge will be up here, not down here, okay? because we've we spent more time with you filling in the gaps. It makes for a better journey. The qualification follows the apprenticeship. And as I said, many, many times, it can be transferred over to an apprenticeship if you then become employed as an apprentice. So again, like I said, get that first year out of the way if you can't afford the pay cut, then transfer over. If you're already in the industry and you didn't know this, there you go. Fully qualified on completion, but you've still got to do the portfolio and the AM2, okay? So even after two to three years, you still won't be fully qualified. You pay for cost of training, okay? So again, 800 pounds a year over two or three years, uh, all the PPE that you need to buy, all the tools that you need to buy. Um, there, there are ongoing costs, lots of costs. You might even need insurance depending on what you end up doing. Evenings may work, not work for some people, okay? I have heard of training companies doing weekends, okay? So just look around. You have to find what works for you. At the end of the level two and three, 
you still have to complete a portfolio, which can be between £1,000 and I've seen it up to £2,700. Now, the £1,000 is if you complete it yourself, which I cannot stress enough. Okay, do it yourself. It's easy. I'm going to do some videos on it to help you guys realize what's included. I can't see the point in paying someone else to do it when all you've got to do is describe what you did and how you did it and evidence it by taking some photos. The 2700 price, I've seen companies that advertise it. Basically, they'll do it over the phone. They'll ask you loads of questions, write it all out for you, ask you to send in some pictures, 2700 quid. Um, it really isn't that difficult. They just, they shouldn't say it, but they shouldn't say it, but I'm gonna say it. They pay on the, they prey on the fact that people can't be bothered or they don't know what it's all about. So I'm hoping to help people do this by doing some videos. I've done the first video, which explains the sort of concept of it. I just need to do the other videos, but trying to fit it in, it's difficult. Okay, the AM2 is not included. That, all, that then costs 900 pounds. Now, if you fail, okay, you don't, over, over here on the apprenticeship, you get a free retest, okay? Over here, you don't. If you fail, it could be 900 pounds for the whole lot, or each module is around 300 pounds, let's say, as a rule of thumb. So if you fail, I think if you fail the, the installation side, it's about four, 450, 500 pounds. If you fail the safe isolation, it's about 250. If you fail testing, it's about 350. Um, you know, if you fail the online exam, I think it's a couple of hundred pounds as well. So, you know, you may not have to pay all of it, but it's still a cost. And if you do fail all of it, it's cheaper to get the 900 pounds than it is to break it down at deception. It does take longer. It can be four years plus okay i've heard of people still never getting their portfolio done because they get into the job they're always busy they've always got an excuse why they can't do it some people are not qualified and a lot of people don't realize as well which i found out the other day that just because you did your am two years ago i mean they've changed it now you've got to do the portfolio before you can do the am2 they both go together in the old days before the 5357 you could do the am2 before you did the portfolio um, but they've changed that now. And what a lot of people don't realise is if you did the AM2, but you still haven't done your portfolio, you're still not qualified as an electrician. Okay. And if you get your qualifications checked by SparkSafe or you go to get a gold card, it will then get flagged up that you haven't done your portfolio. And then you're in trouble because then you've got to try and think of stuff you've done years ago. Okay. And your qualification might not even exist anymore. Who knows? Um, but again, it can take longer depending on the work range of the company that you're working for as well. So it might be worth trying to look at a company that does a broad range. Competence and again, competence and experience depend on the college training and the company that you work for. Again, same as what I said for the apprenticeship. Some companies teach up here, some companies teach down there. Now, one of the biggest problems in the training industry is that the wages for trainers isn't that high. In fact, a lot of electricians have to take a pay cut to go into teaching. And, you know, there's, that, there's a whole video that I'm going to do around that as well. Um, but that's, that's why. And I've heard of some apprentices having six, seven tutors in a year and getting a really raw deal. 
So if that, again, that's happening to you, you need to complain about it, okay? Right, so this is pretty much everything that I've spoke about in my previous video, the benefits of electrical apprentice. I've spoken about all of this, um, and I'm conscious that the video time is getting on long. So if you want to read through it, pause the screen. So this is the benefit of an electrical apprenticeship, sorry. And this is the benefit of a full-time and part-time diploma. So again, I'm not going to read through it. If you want to read it, pause the screen. Um, but it's effectively everything that I've looked through. What I want to get you to, to, to notice is that guiding learning hours, GLH, for an MVQ in portfolio is 714 guided learning hours, which can take six to 36 months to achieve just for the portfolio. I think with the um, other one, it's all included. You're doing it all at the same time. So it's got to be a better, better scenario. Okay. So again, if there's anything that I can do to help anyone trying to get into the industry, I don't think this industry should be exclusive. I think it should be inclusive. I'm really happy for people to join the industry, but I think we've all got to be measured with the same stick. We've all got to complete the same training. Everybody needs to be there to the same level. That way we're all heads and shoulders with each other rather than having this varying forms of competence, which then affects price. Okay, which and we all want to be level, so we're all competing fairly on a, a, a fair playing field. Okay, so just think about what you're doing. As always, guys, I hope it's been of some use to you. Uh, if it hasn't, email me. If it has, email me. You know, contact me, subscribe, whatever you want to do. I'm here to help. Um, I do my best to get these videos out, but obviously, as you can appreciate, fitting this in around life and I'm building an extension at the same time. Uh, is quite difficult, which is what I'm supposed to be doing now. So I'm going to shoot off. Uh, take care, guys, and uh, take care of each other. Speak soon.